It's time for the latest local, regional, and national sports topics of the day. It's the Sports Fan, presented by J&K Contracting. Ready? Now, from the WATH studios, here's Connor Mills and Joey Madore. From the studios of WATH, this is the Sportsman on 970 and 97.1 FM. Connor Mills, the mic alongside Joey Medor. We got you up until 7 o'clock today on this 10th day of September. 6.06 on the clock and 86 degrees and partly sunny. Mostly, I guess you could call it partly sunny outside here in southeast Ohio. It's a Sportsman presented by JNK Contracting. And we got a good show for you today. We're going to break down the NFL uh, as it is the opening day for NFL action, it'll be the Chiefs and the Texans going on later on tonight. And before we get to that, of course, we have some high school games coming on this weekend. Our game of the week will be Trimble over uh, hosting Belpre. That'll be over on our sister station, WXTQ Power 105. And then over on our station right here on 970 WATH, we've got Athens and we've got Marietta. And on the phone lines with us right now, it's one of the Athens... Lead statisticians, I think he is the statistician. He's got all the information that you could ever need. Trevor Stevens uh, joins us now. Trevor, how are you? I'm good. And Trevor, you know, with this Athens game coming up tomorrow, it was a little bit of a disappointing loss last week. It was a hard-fought game. They lost 28-20. to uh, But what are you expecting out of Athens tomorrow? I'm expecting more improvements on the offense because even though they lost last week, the offense was did improve from week one to week two. The offensive line was young. That's been getting better. It seems like the only thing is Athens has no rushing, and that's going to hit you in games. Yeah, Trevor, I was just going to ask you if you think that the running game this week can, you know, step up and make an improvement because, you know, they had one rushing yard last week, and, uh, you know, it's going to be tough to win any game where you have to rely solely on one thing offensively. So do you think they have what it takes to improve that rushing attack going into this Friday night? I think Athens would try to rush more, but as we have seen, big plays have kept Athens in both games against Alexander and Renton County, but off the drop balls and big plays have kept them out of games. Right. And, you know, for Athens, they've got Marietta coming up tomorrow and with uh, you know, Marietta home. Uh, Marietta's a team that hasn't done exceedingly well this season either. Yeah, I'm just, I have the stats pulled up. So Marietta has eight in his, at least the quarterback, the stats I could find has eight interceptions to eight touchdowns, which is not good. So it's Athens' defense really has to step up big, take advantage of the opportunities that present themselves, and uh, try to cause more turnovers. Yeah, because I think Marietta is struggling with passing, and, that's and if Athens can get a couple of interceptions, it could be the difference in the game. Now, Trevor, looking around the conference, uh, the conference as a whole throughout the first two weeks, is there anything that has surprised you thus far to this point in the season? Yes. So, Colton Cleveland setting his school record last week mm -hmm. was surprisingly, and and Ralston being the, the best all-around team, offense and defense. Basically, Megs might be the best offense, but Marietta, not Marietta, Ralston would be the best defense. 
So you don't think it's just been a couple lucky games here for Megs? You think they could uh, potentially be the real deal this year? Megs, I have it's the defense is what leading and uh, healing. It's Megs, it's offense is there. Basically, Megs is a passing offense, but mm. the defense is good but could improve. Right, and. You know, the big team that, you know, really came into the year, maybe we didn't expect it, but I think a lot of other people could have, was that Wellston has come in and they have dominated. They've got a big win over yeah. River Valley. They've got uh, a quality win over Nelsonville, York last week, uh, and they seem to really be rolling here in the early parts of 2020. The win over Nelsonville, York is also surprising because how, like, Nelsonville lost to Trimble, and that was, not surprising that was a toss-up game, but Nelsville and Nelsville and Athens haven't lost in the same day since October twenty-third, twenty fifteen, open conference flood, which is amazingly, but have each of them having a conference loss makes it anyone's game, especially with COVID season is what they're calling it. Basically Athens normally one loss, you're still in the mix. Mm-hmm. But two losses, you're done. But even River Valley and Nelson, New York, with two losses, can still win a share of the conference. But they need a ton of teams to help. Absolutely. I mean, you got to go out there and win every single week and try to, you know, do your best to get at the end of the season, uh, you know, be the best team that you are. And the one thing that, you know, this season is unique than what it is from last season is that everyone makes a postseason this year right while it is important to go out and try to get your conference win you of course want to find yourself at the top of the tvc ohio you also want to prepare yourself and make sure that you're going to be good to go for you know week number seven if you elect to be in the postseason yep and with the postseason teams have until basically next friday when the new regions coming out, but the divisions are staying the same, so Athens will remain Division Three. But then it's basically only your top four, maybe five weeks, only calculate into your into your playoff pitches. So some of these games like athens well may only be for the rivalry game, TVC, or the Dark Corona Trophy with no playoff implications like years past. And Trevor, uh, one of the big games this weekend you got to kind of circle is uh, that Megs and NY game. Of course, we were talking about Megs and the good start they've gotten off to. Uh, and if NY loses this game, I mean, you can, I mean, it's going to be tough to respond yeah. in the conference with a second loss. Uh, so, how do you really see that one playing out tomorrow night? I have a feeling Megs is going to beat NY because what I have read and heard is NY just like Marietta has issues on interception, so they've been throwing a ton of interceptions. I guess last week they lost the game to Wellston by throwing two interceptions late. Right. You know, take advantage of the of the turnover battle, and that's something that we saw, you know, especially in our game of the week last week when it was with uh, Trimble and Eastern. I mean, it was really, you know, who can you know, hold on to the ball the longest. And uh, while Trimble did turn it over a couple times, you know, they, they made the big play when it mattered. Of course, Austin Weiser last week with a big interception right before halftime and, uh, you know, really find a way to try to get the ball back 
whether they poke the ball out, force the turnover, force the interception. Uh, you you kind of have to do the same thing here uh, when it comes to you know Athens and Marietta. Yeah. But anyway, Trevor, what do you what else you got for us here? Because you know you're always full of information and full of uh, full of stats for us. I mean. It is a weird and wacky year. It's 300-plus yards for uh, Joey Moore last week with the, uh, you know, through the air. Uh, you know, anybody coming up on any big milestones for their career? I haven't digged into that yet. Normally I do that later in the season at, at the end of the year, but I can check. But I have Joey's stats with me for right now. He's 25 for 56 for 572, six touchdowns. Zero interceptions in 82 yards. It's his longest pass, and that was at Alexander week one. And But he does have 19 tackles, which last year in 2019, he had 15 for the season. Mm -hmm. He's doing it both sides of the ball. So, Trevor, a question I have is a guy that we've heard his name called a lot the first couple games is uh, Braden Whiting, and uh, he's kind of established himself as the number one receiver so far for the Athens team this year, uh, you know, what made you, what makes you think he was able to step in and make an instant impact on the team after not playing for a few years? Basically, I think with the Phoenix of last year's team, most probably talked him in and saw that he can be a team player, especially from basketball. Mm -hmm. But I thought he was, personally, I was just surprised to see him play that first game too. Because I thought he would stick with basketball since he's basically one of the top players on the boys' varsity basketball team. Right. I mean, he did a tremendous job on the basketball team. We knew that Whiting was athletic. Uh, but I was going back and watching a couple of those huddle highlights that Whiting had, and yeah, he was really put on a performance as a wide receiver this week. Yeah, and I think it's uh, it, it's quite interesting to see a kid like that. I mean, obviously, you know he's an athlete, but sometimes it doesn't translate to uh, multiple sports. We've seen guys who are stud football players struggle in basketball or vice versa, but to see what he's done and uh, really came in and been the guy besides Joy Moore on offense so far has uh, been fun to see, and uh, hopefully we can keep that going in the game on Friday night. And Athens comes out with a big victory over Marietta to kind of steer this season back on track. Uh, you got anything else? Uh, what else you got for us, Trevor? Anything before we let you go? Yeah, so basically, uh, just for the Marietta game, so this is from Athens State of, State of View. The series is 13-41-3, with six of those wins coming when both teams win the SEOAL. And Athens has, Athens' last win was 13 years ago, if I'm asked correct, in 2003. And this is actually a beginning of a home-and-home -home series that was scheduled, like, was made last year. So Athens just cut their week three game when the schedule came out. Right. And, you know, it should be a, a uh, you know, entertaining game tomorrow. It should be a nice game to listen to. Of course, you got Matt Frazee and Brad Walker out in the call for there. And then I think Brad will do the same thing that he did last week, hurry his way back to the studio and... Uh, uh, Joey and, and Brad will host the Football Friday Night Post Game Show presented by Hugh White Honda of Athens and Lancaster. Um, but, you know, it's a game that I hope that I can have an opportunity to go in and listen because, you know, Athens might have an opportunity here to, to snap that winless streak and, and get their first win in a long time. 
Yeah, much like what VC did to Athens last week, Athens is going to look to uh, repay the favor with Marietta. They have to favor them, I think. Uh, Marietta seemed to struggle in the first couple weeks, a tough loss to Warren, where they didn't really get anything going off on offense uh, in their week one game. Then week two, they were tied at 28 in their game and uh, just yeah. ended up falling short in the fourth with quarter. Four minutes, with five minutes to go, and then yeah. they gave up the touchdown mm-hmm. late. Right. Well, anyway, Trevor, we appreciate you calling into the sports fan. Always great having you in here. And, of course, looking forward to hearing you back on uh, the postgame show tomorrow night. Yep. Yeah, Trevor, I'll see you in uh, sp- uh, sports management class tomorrow. You, you missed last week. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Trevor, thank you so much. Appreciate it. We'll take a short break right here in the sports fan. We'll break down the start of the NFL season as it's coming up soon. It's coming up tonight. Well, you're listening to The Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM, WATH. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. For the best in rock, grunge, metal, and whatever, join Sky. Ah, oh, what a good night. Every Wednesday and Thursday night at 10 till midnight on Power 105 with Full Throttle. Hey, hey guys, I'm loving Full Throttle tonight. I'm rocking, you're rocking, shoot sugar, everybody's rocking tonight. Brought to you by Avalanche Pizza, where every pizza is an adventure. Fairhope celebrates life. If you're facing an end-of-life situation, Fairhope Hospice and Palliative Care. It is never too soon to call. Fairhope is here to listen. You don't have to face it alone. Fairhope cares for your loved one where they live. Or, during times of stress, the Pickering House is a serene setting providing relief for the patient. To learn more about Fairhope's care from the heart, please call 1-800-994-7077. Fairhope Hospice, we celebrate life. So it turns out many people don't know that c Hardware in Athens sells major appliances. Everything from refrigerators to washers and dryers, all delivered for free. Plus, they're delivered by the c staff, not a third party out of Columbus. c will haul away the old appliances for free. Some places charge as much as $30. If you want to pick it up, you can do that too. We have over 100 appliances in stock. When you're in the market for a new kitchen appliance, think c Hardware first. The John W. Clem Recovery House Virtual Breakfast Fundraiser will be October 3rd and will start at 9 a.m. This includes music from Yorma Calconan and Jose Rocha on cello. Check out the event link posted on the Clem House Facebook page or find it on their website, www.clemhouse.org. Registration for the event is also listed on the webpage. Anyone who donates $100 will also receive a Wake Up for Recovery mug. It's the John W. Clem Recovery House Virtual Breakfast Fundraiser, October 3rd at 9 a.m. Quality. You hear that word a lot in commercials, but there's one business in town whose quality and prices are unsurpassed. I'm talking about Minuteman Press on Washington Street right next door to the Donkey Cafe, uptown. You see, Minuteman Press is a hybrid. First, it's a full-service sheet-bed press where they can create great art to meet your needs that the other places are simply unable to do. And they're also a complete copy shop as well. Minuteman Press on Washington between Court and Congress, 593-7393. That's 593-7393. 
This is the Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside, it's the Sports Fan right here on 970 and 97.1 FM WATH. Moses and Mike alongside Joey Medor and... It is a NFL game day tonight. It's the first Thursday night football game of the season. It's good to have the NFL back, and even on the 10th, right? I think it's yeah, it's tonight. Yeah, uh, you have all these different events that are going on. I, I saw it online, and I forgot to save it. But you have the MLB going. You got the NBA. You have the WNBA. Uh, you got hockey. You've got uh, NFL. Like any sports league that you can find. It's happening tonight. Yep. Uh, and it's the first time. I college think, football game on tonight, too. And, and college football. You have, if you're interested in sports, if you have any you know, inkling to watch anything, I mean, you have your pick tonight. Uh, and, of course, you know, with the NFL starting tonight, uh, we'll break down the NFL right about now. Uh, but it's a sportsman presented by JK Contracting. And you know, we'll start with the AFC West, right? And the West, I think this is a pretty clear-cut decision here when we're trying to figure out what team is going to be the best out of the West. Uh, of course, you got the Broncos, the Chiefs, the Raiders, and the Chargers. Mm. And with those four teams right there, i got to go with the Chiefs. The Chiefs are going to be you know, as dominant or better than they were, I think, last year. And they're a team that's coming off the Super Bowl. They're, finally, Andy Reid picks up his first Super Bowl victory. Uh, I was happy to see him get that. I mean, he put a lot of years in the league as a successful coach. That Super Bowl eluded him, and finally Andy Reid does get that Super Bowl victory. Uh, he's done everything right, and uh, he, he finally had a team and a talent at quarterback to you know take him all the way. Uh, I envision the Chiefs right now going 12-4 and four here, Joey, and uh, really running away with the AFC West. Uh, I got the Raid, uh, Raiders at second. I think it's going to be a surprise year from them. I think Gruden's going to wow. improve that team. Listen, I think it's going to be an improvement. I like John Gruden as a head coach. He struggled a little bit last year getting right back into it, but he's a coach with experience. He's a coach that I think can take the Raiders from, you know, build them into a little success story here. Uh, but I think the Raiders are going to be second, followed by the Chargers and the Broncos. Okay. I think the Broncos will be last. Uh, but Chargers, I don't know. Uh, it, it, it's a team that you know, we talked about with Tyroid Taylor a couple days ago. Uh, with Tyroid Taylor taking the charge there, it, he's been a backup for a reason. Uh, he's been a solid quarterback. I think that the two and three can flip in that division, but that's where I see them uh, as we start the season tonight. Yeah, I mean, we fairly agree on this division as well. I'll start from the bottom. Actually, the Raiders at the bottom of the division. I don't think they really improved too much from last year's team. I don't know if Derek Carr is really the answer. It seems at times him and Gruden, although they don't say it in the media, it seems like they clash and butt heads. And I know Gruden's a big, fiery guy, so that's kind of what he comes across as. But I don't know if Derek Carr is really what his option is at quarterback. They have Josh Jacobs, who's a stud running back coming off his rookie season. Uh, I expect him to have a good year drafting Henry Ruggs, just trying to improve that offense. I don't think the defense is going to be able to hold up. I get the Raiders 4-12 and at the bottom of the AFC West. You got Denver in third, 6-10. and You know, they, they surged a little bit at the end of last year, put together some wins, had a big win at Houston where they just destroyed them in that game in a game Houston had to win for playoff seeding. But I just don't think they're going to have enough firepower offensively. I'm not quite – I don't trust Drew Locke going into his second season, first full season as the starter. I don't know if he's the answer there for the team. I got the Chargers coming in second at 7-9. and nine. Another team – Going to hover around 8-8. Eight eight. If a couple things go their way, they could go 9-7, and seven, but I don't know if Taylor's going to be the guy that leads him there. Perhaps uh, 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 Herbert comes in midway through the season just to get his feet wet 
in the NFL. They have some talent offensively with Keenan Allen, Austin Eckler, Hunter, and, uh, of course, they have Joey Bosa on defense. But I just think the Chiefs are far and away the best team in this division. We agree on their record at 12-4, and four, and I have them as, I think, my second seed in the AFC. Right, and, of course, we'll, we'll build up. We'll try to get to the uh, AFC North you know, in a little bit here. And I, I want to throw well, another note about the Chiefs real quick. I mean, people are really quick to throw this, uh, this dynasty tag on them, right? You know, we've been hearing that. one year. Exactly. And what you got to look at, and it's why they're my second seed and not my first. You got to understand, they were losing 20 to 10 in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl until Garoppolo threw a, a costly interception at the end of the game. They also had a wide open receiver down the field, the 49ers, meaning that Garoppolo missed and Emmanuel Sanders. That could have, we could be saying a very different story right now. They were losing 20 by 24 points in the AFC divisional game, they got down 10 points in the AFC championship game. You're not going to have a year where every playoff game you're going to be able to fight back from down multiple scores to do it. And uh, I think they do have some holes. I think their run defense is leaves something to be desired. They obviously have so much firepower on offense, but I think if they run into a team like perhaps the Ravens or Steelers or Bills that can have a good defensive scheme against them, it could cause them some issues at times this season. Right. And with the Chiefs, yep. again, you have that all-star power in Mahomes, you yeah. have that all-star, you know, they have a dominant offense, right? Their offense can go out there and they can score about 30 to 40 points a game, just depending on what defense that they're playing, right? It, it all depends on defensive scheme. If you're going in and running into a good defensive team, like historically the Ravens have been, or maybe, I don't know, who, maybe the Saints, or maybe somebody who has a good defense, then they might have a little bit of trouble, sure, or the 49ers. I mean, the 49ers... Uh, you know, gave them held them game. to 10 points yeah. for the, all three quarters. And, you know, they got a little bit hot and uh, a blown coverage. And Tariq Hill finds himself open down the field for the first touchdown. And then they, they kind of found their rhythm. They did just enough in that game. But you, you saw in that game, they can be stopped. They're not as unstoppable as uh, people try to make it out to be. What they do is they, they overwhelm you with speed. I mean, they got track stars all over the field. So uh, and they got a quarterback that can gun the ball seventy yards down the field, and he's mobile too. I mean, he, yeah. he's not just going to sit there in the pocket and wait until it collapses. You know, if it's going to collapse, he's going to move. Right. Uh, he can run for you know the first down. He can run for you know a, a positive play. Yeah. You know, if something breaks down, so he even has you know that that ability to extend the play, uh, even if you know the original game plan gets blown up. Uh, so. That's a positive for uh, for the Kansas City Chiefs. It's why they've been so good last year. They've been good. Uh, anticipate them to be good here this year. Yeah. Um, but still, you know, they uh, they're going to run away. I think with the AFC West, I don't see them really being challenged. You know, in their division. Um, but then, as we take a look, AFC title game, I think, is not going to be uh, too far of an expectation for them. No. You know, I, I would anticipate. You know, if the Ravens get that far. Uh, but we'll talk about the Ravens. We'll get to the AFC North in a little bit. Uh, sticking with the AFC, right? Let, let's go over to the South. Because sure. tonight's game is going to be between the Chiefs and the Texans. Yep. Now, last year, the Texans had a pretty good team. They won a playoff game last year. But they strapped, they traded away their star wide receiver. They traded away DeAndre Hopkins. And, you know, they've been really imploding the team with, with what talent that they had. Uh, but I still think that the Texans uh, probably will be second in that division. Deshaun Watson is also a franchise quarterback. Yes. Watson is a quarterback who can lead this team and who's going to be leading that team for the next 
you hope 10 years, You just signed that extension years. a couple days ago. Exactly. Like you, you have your quarterback of the future, but when you don't have enough talent around them, it's almost like the same situation yeah, that the Jets have. But you, know, you had some talent around Deshaun Watson. You don't really have enough talent to support Sam Darnold. Uh, but, and we don't know what Darnold will be, what he could be. But sticking with the AFC South, uh, my favorite team out of that division is going to be the Titans. I think Tennessee, with what they did last year, I think they got better in the offseason. I think that they can win the AFC South. Uh, I'm going to go Texans as my number one. Uh, Titans. Titans is number one. Texans, two. I think the Colts, after uh, with the signing of uh, Rivers. Phillip Rivers, yeah, Phillip Rivers, uh, I think it's going to boost them a little bit, but I don't know if they're going to be better than the Texans. I still like Deshaun Watson as a quarterback there who can – Still win games. I, I think the Texans will make the postseason off a wild card, but I don't see them really going far just because I don't know what they have around them. Uh, but I see the Colts finishing in third and then the Jaguars with uh, Gardner Minshew in fourth. I hope – I want to root for the guy. I mean, the guy just seems like a fun guy to root for. It seems like a fun team. <laughs> yeah, well, the they, got rid of, they got rid of every football player around them. So, I mean, what's he supposed to do? I don't know. But th that's who they have picked as their franchise quarterback moving forward. They traded away Foles to the Bears. Uh, I, I see the Colts at third, Jaguars in fourth. And that is how I foresee the uh, AFC South finishing out. Yeah, I mean, this is another one. We're, we're pretty similar. Our top two are switched, and I agree on the Colts and Jags. I mean, I got the Jags going 2-14 and 14 this year. There's just, uh, like I said, it seems that the plan is to trade away or release every football player, and then uh, I don't know if it's a tanking for Trevor Lawrence type situation because we'll see what, what Minshew does this year. But there's no real offensive threat that scares you other than Shark, who had 1,000 yards last year. But, I mean, they don't even have to fear the run because Fournette's gone. The defense is nowhere near as good as it was a couple years ago. They're going to struggle. Colts, Rivers, uh, I think he's a little bit past his prime at this point, so I see them hovering around 500. I got them at 7-9, and nine, just not really able to compete with the top two in Texans or Titans. Uh, then I have the Titans going 10-6. and six. Uh, I think they're going to... I think they learned last season what their offense has to be. you got to feed Derrick Henry the ball and then uh, run the play action with Tannehill. I'm not ready to crown Tannehill as a, as a franchise quarterback yet after playing one and even start the whole season. Uh, playing one good season, people kind of forget that in the, both their playoff wins, he had less than 100 passing yards. Now he made a couple throws when he had to that were important, but he didn't lead them to those victories, right? So I don't think he's uh, he's really that important. The defense will be solid, probably top half of the league. I have the Titans going 10 and six and probably getting a wild card spot. Then I think uh, I know I know D Hop is obviously uh, something we want to focus on because he's gone now, right? But what I do think they did enough. They bring in a Randall Cobb. You get David Johnson. This, maybe he'll get to renew his career at running back. They have Duke Johnson as well. Of course, the Cleveland fans know all about Duke Johnson. Will Fuller has had decent success as a wide receiver. He's never been the number one guy, but we'll see how that affects. They still have Kenny Stills. And don't forget, that defense is still solid now. They have J.J. Watt and all those other beasts up front. Of course, they lose D.J. Reader at tackle, but uh, the but Texans. Can can J.J. Watt stay healthy? I mean, that's a big well, question. He's been when he's on the field, he's a tremendous talent. But when he uh, is on the field, he's liable to get injured, especially over the past two years. Now, what if he stays healthy for a full season? I got to agree. You know, it may be that the Titans and the Texans flip, but it's all contingent on if, if 
you know, Texans have a good defense. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't have them. I mean, I have Titans at ten and six, Texans eleven and five. I don't think a lot is going to di- divide these teams. They probably split the games with each other, and then, uh, you know, I, I think that the Texans have a little bit more of a favorable schedule than the Titans do. So I got the Texans at eleven and five, winning that division, probably being the third seed in the AFC heading into the postseason. All right, so that that's where we got. So we got the West, we got the South. Over to the AFC East right now before we hit the AFC North. This is a weird one. It's a weird one, and the way that I got to surround it right uh, with the Bills, I mean, who who's the, uh, the Josh Rosen? or uh, Josh Allen. Allen. Yeah, Josh Allen as a quarterback. He got a little bit more consistent last year for the Bills. Uh, past couple years, you know, uh, Allen has yeah, he's been erratic. You know, he, yeah. he maybe not have had the... Um, you know, consistency, the accuracy that you needed to lead that team, but he's definitely developed, uh, especially last year. Uh, I think the Bills have, you know, set themselves up nicely to to take the title in the AFC East over the Patriots. I don't know if Cam Newton is going to be that much of an impact. I mean, you're you're reducing, you're learning a whole new system with with the Patriots, uh, and same thing for Tom Brady. I mean, Brady's going down to Tampa Bay and learning a whole new system over Bruce uh, under Bruce Arians, uh, but. I don't know if you know, in year one that Cam Newton is going to be enough for this Patriots team to just catapult them to the top and, and keep them at the top. I shouldn't say catapult, but keep them at the top of the division. I think if it's going to be a team, I think it's going to be the Bills who unsurp the Patriots in the AFC East. Uh, after the Bills, I got the Patriots. I mean, Cam Newton's still a good quarterback. Uh, he is a quarterback that's going to win, I think, a lot of games, especially under Bill Belichick. Uh, I think that you know, outside of him, I don't know really what they have on offense. I mean, that was a big struggle for them last year because you know, they didn't really have an offense with Tom Brady last year. Yeah. He also had a, a quarterback in Brady who was not mobile. He no. could not extend plays that no. maybe he used to be able to uh, back when he was younger. But he's over age 40. Uh, so he did not have the offense that you needed to have if you're the Patriots. Um I still think they're going to be second, though. I think Newton does keep them up in relevancy. I think they do get a wild card. Uh, and then in third, I'm third and fourth, I just don't really know about this because it could go either way. I see either the, the Dolphins beating out the Jets for third or the Jets going and beating out the Dolphins. I really don't know what goes where because uh, Darnold's in year number three is still a question mark. You know, He had mononucleosis last year, which got him off to a very, very slow start. You had the Jets, who really don't have anybody on offense that scares you. I mean, you have Le'Veon Bell, but Bell was not utilized really at all uh, last season. You know, they did not use him uh, to his fullest capacity, and I think that hurt the Jets last season. If Adam Gase, the coach of the Jets, is really going to make an impact and try to stay here a little bit longer than two years, then I think that he's got to utilize Bell. He's got to figure out a way to to you know breathe a little life into this offense uh, that people thought that he could do. I think the Jets have a better record than the Dolphins, and I think that the Dolphins, with Fitzmagic, Fitzpatrick will have a couple wins this year. The Dolphins are still building up. They're still trying to get better. I think it could go either way with them in third and fourth. I just don't see the Dolphins making the postseason. I don't see the Jets making the postseason. But third and fourth, as it stands, I'm going to go with the Jets in third and the Dolphins in fourth as they still rebuild and get ready for the Tua Tagovailoa era, uh, either halfway through the season or maybe he sits, he watches, he heals, 
and gets ready for next year. Uh, uh, we agree. I believe the Bills are going to win this division at 10-6. and six. They're going to be the last seed out of the division winners. Um, you know, they have a they have a stud defense, really. I'm returning to Tredavious White, who's got a big contract extension, Micah Hyde. Uh, they're really solid up front in the defense. I know they uh, they even gave the Ravens trouble running the ball last year, and the Ravens ran for 200 yards a game. So the defense is real, for sure. And they had the Texans beat in that wild card game and then just kind of fell apart in the fourth quarter and over time. Uh, so I think they're going to go 10-6 and six and win the division. The Patriots, it's just so tough because we know what they've been the past two decades, and we know Belichick's still the coach. But when you just look at the talent that they have, it just doesn't not conducive to a playoff football team. Of course, Cam Newton, bringing him in instead of Stidham, I think gives you a couple more wins than you wouldn't have got at first. Right. But I don't think it's going to change the season around to a point where you're going to be winning this division and beating out the Bills. Uh or even be able to sneak in as a wild card. I think the Patriots go 8-8. Eight and eight. As you said, I mean, to be honest, the, the, at times last year, the offense with Brady was horrible and downright pathetic. I mean, they'd struggle to move the ball. I mean, look at the, the last game they played. They scored seven points against the Titans. Right. You know, they couldn't do anything. And you lose Brady. I mean, you... You couldn't even beat the Dolphins at the end of last year. Right, season. to secure the first round bye. Exactly. Um so you lose, and they cut Sanu, so I guess they're hoping Nikhil, Harry, and Julian Edelman will be enough at the wide receiver position. I don't know if that's enough firepower for you. Nikhil Harry had a pretty underwhelming rookie season. Sonny Michelle fell off from his rookie year, uh, and it seems like they're going to cut back on his workload a little bit this year. And, the, I mean, the other running back option is James White. He hasn't never been much of a runner. He's more of a, a pass catcher out of the backfield. And the defense, they lost a couple guys as well. I don't think it's going to be a top three defense like they were last year. So uh, the secondary will still be pretty good, but I think they're going to be uh, still susceptible, susceptible to the run game like they were last year. Pats will go 8-8. Eight and eight. And the last two, I don't really have much to say about the Dolphins and Jets. Uh, I just think it depends on what things go their way. I think the Jets, and I think they're both really going to struggle. I don't really see Tua coming in and uh, cause, causing a resurgence for the season for the Dolphins. I think they'll go 5-11. and 11. And the Jets, they already have injuries going into this season. Uh, Adam Gase, as you said, doesn't really seem like he knows how to use his best offensive weapon in Le'Veon Bell. There's not really the receivers. Their best target is Jamison Crowder. For... Nobody comes close. Yeah. Le'Veon Bell is the most talented person on offense. Yeah. He didn't use him last year. Yeah. And if that continues, well, nothing's going to happen. Uh, Darnold... He's stuck in a stuck. He's stuck in a tough situation. I think the Jets go three and thirteen, and perhaps Gase is done by the end of the season. And uh, yeah, that's what I got for the AFC East. Bills will make the playoffs, but they'll be the only playoff team out of that division. So you don't even see Newton making the playoffs with the Patriots, huh? I just, I just don't, I don't see enough talent, and I don't think nine, nine and seven might not get you in the playoffs in the AFC this year because I think the AFC North is really talented. Uh, so. Well, we'll get to it in a second, but I got three playoff teams in the AFC North this year, and then of course I had the Titans in at ten and six as well, and out of the AFC South. So nine and seven ain't gonna get it done. No, I mean probably not. And it is a uh, uh, let's take a look at the AFC West. West Chiefs South. Uh, we're going with the Titans and I had Texans. The, I had the Texans as the division winner. Titans is a wild card. So both are making the playoffs. Yes. And then you got AFC East with the Bills and nobody else, and then. As we take a look at the AFC North right now before we headed to a break. But with the North, I think it's going to be clear cut who wins. And then it'll be a fight for second and a fight for the wild card. I think that the Ravens, they got better this offseason. You know, they, they have a talented running back. They've got, you know, a, a quarterback who's coming off an MVP year. and uh, That everyone says got even better again this next off, throughout this past offseason. And Lamar Jackson is a very talented, uh, you know, quarterback and what i'll say is about uh 
Lamar Jackson, of course, uh, you can have your opinion about the playoffs. You want to judge a kid for two playoff games. That's fine, whatever. But uh, he was MVP last year, right? And if you just look at his college career, he won the Heisman his redshirt sophomore year. That was the year he won the Heisman. Then the next year, he was even better, and he didn't win the Heisman because they gave it to Baker Mayfield. But I'm just saying, don't be all that shocked if Jackson comes out and plays even better this next year because that's all he's done throughout his whole playing career. It went from Jackson to Baker Mayfield to Kyler Murray, Kyler Murray, and then to Burrow. Yeah, right. Yeah, but that it's a good quarterback room right there. We'll see what Baker Mayfield does, but uh, I, I think the Ravens are one. I think if you're a Browns fan, you're going to be encouraged because I think the Browns definitely improve on where they were last year. Uh, they were six and ten last year uh, for the Cleveland Browns, and uh, I think they got better. You know, they they did it the right way this offseason. They were quiet. They improved. I think. Now, anybody but Freddie Kitchens uh, would have realized what he had in Nick Chubb. I mean, Chubb was a tremendous uh, running back last year. Almost had the uh, the NFL rushing record last year. He almost led the NFL uh, in yards, but you know, just fell off at the end there. And he lost to Derrick Henry, who got a significant more right. amount of carries than he did. Right. And he picked his spots. He made the most of them. Uh, but I think the Browns are going to utilize Chubb a little bit more. They've re-signed Kareem Hunt to a two-year contract. You can give you know Chubb a little bit of a break, you know, if you want to keep on running the the, uh, the ball. Uh, but with Baker Mayfield, you got to see what he does. I think May- Mayfield improves on what he did from last year. I don't think it's going to be as bad as he was. Uh, I got the Browns in second. Steelers. The big question with the Steelers right now is what do they have? Because you had a a, a team that. I think overachieved under Mike Tomlin last year. Uh, I think they almost, I, they did, they almost made the postseason. Uh, but you had Duck Hodges and you had Mason Rudolph, two quarterbacks that, you know, they did a serviceable job, but they're not quarterbacks that can go out you and really win a big game. Uh, they were quarterbacks who were in there just to fill a spot because you needed to wait until Ben Roethlisberger comes back. And Roethlisberger, he's a better quarterback, right? He's a, he's going to be going in there uh, this season, and I think that he leads the Steelers to a positive record. I think they're above 500. However, I do not think that they make the postseason. You know there's seven teams this year, keep in mind, making the postseason. Right. It's going to be close. I I think the Steelers are borderline playoff. But I don't know if they make it in or not. So do you have the Pats over the Steelers in the the postseason? Yeah, I got the the Patriots. I, I still can't imagine Bill Belichick out of the postseason. That's why I got the Patriots in the postseason. I got the Steelers out of the postseason, uh, and then Bengals are going to be fourth. But I think the Bengals, again, they're going to improve. And mm. obviously they're going to improve from what they did last year at 2-14. and 14. I don't think that that record is going to reflect on what this franchise will do in the future. They got the franchise quarterback now. They got a little bit better on defense. Their offense, I don't think, was ever a concern. It was just the defense couldn't hold anybody. You had the defense out there for the majority of the time, and they get worn out. They'd give up big plays. They'd give up a lot of yardage. And they'd, they'd give up points. Uh, but Bengals improved. Not enough to get out of the basement of the AFC North. It should still be a fun year. It'll be a year that you can listen right here on the station, 970 WATH. Uh, and, of course, you know, around 4 o'clock. Before 4 o'clock, we got the pregame for you right here on the station. But uh, Ravens, Browns, Steelers, Bengals, that's my AFC North prediction. 
that we got that. Uh, that's the one we agree on 100%, as you said about the Ravens. Uh, not too much more to say. They went 14-2 and last year. I think they got better on both sides of the ball. I think Lamar will take another step forward in his development. I got them going 13-3. and They'll win the division. I think they'll pull out the one seed in the AFC once again. I have the Browns and Steelers both at 10-6. and And due to uh, division records, I have the Browns will be in over them when it comes to wild card seeding. I think the Browns, as you said, I think Stefanski will come in and run a more... Uh, and more offense that should be centered around what they have. I think Nick Chubb's the biggest star on that offense. Yes, more than Odell and more than Jarvis Landry and Baker and all those guys. I think he's a stud running back, and he needs to get the ball 20, 25, 30 times a game. And that way, when he's gashing a defense, you can hit the play action, and then you'll have Jarvis or Odell or Rashad Higgins or Njoku or Hooper, whoever's that. they got weapons outside, and they're going to use them too. But they got to start with the run game, Stefanski. Took Dalvin Cook to over 1,000 yards rushing last year up in Minnesota, and I think he'll do that again with Chubb. And Kareem Hunt as well. He'll be involved probably more in the passing game than Chubb will be. But uh, Browns are 10-6, and six, uh, and I think they will have enough to get into the playoffs this year. I think they're going to figure it out. Pittsburgh, I have them getting in the postseason as well. Just the defense is going to be good enough to win them a couple close games with some big turnovers. I'm not sure Ben will come in and guns blazing like some people seem to think, throwing for 4,500 yards and throwing 50 times a game. I don't think that's in the Steelers' best interest, honestly, to have a big Ben coming off shoulder or elbow surgery on his throwing arm coming out and throwing 40 times a game. So I think they should be smart about that, but they'll do enough. The Bengals will be exciting to watch this year, I will say. At times, they're going to show some flashes on offense for sure, I think. But I don't think it's going to be enough. I just don't think they have the horses to run with the rest of this AFC North to be able to hang in there. The defense will be exposed at times. And the O-line isn't didn't make too many great improvements either, which was a, a big talking point last year. And uh, there's some good pass rushes in this AFC North as well. Guys like Miles Garrett, guys like TJ Watt, guys like Bud Dupree, guys like Calais Campbell and Matt Judon in Baltimore. So... The Bengals, uh, they're gonna they're gonna be in some shootouts this year. That'll be fun to watch. But I don't think they're gonna. I think they're gonna be a young team that'll take a, a year or two to develop. I got them going five and eleven this year. Yeah, I think you know five and eleven and six and ten. I, I think that they are gonna help her around four, five, six wins this season for the Bengals, and that's gonna be an improvement. You know, you might not be thrilled with that record, but taking a step back and looking at it, you know, of course we want them to exceed those expectations. Right, you always want to see your, your your hometown team, you know, do better than than what they're projected to do. Uh, but just taking a look at you know, who they have to go against this year, um, and the matter of fact, they, they did not have a whole lot of success last year, and they um, improved the defense. I don't think they improved it tenfold, uh, but you need a little bit of a better defense to kind of compete with the bigger teams uh, out there in the NFL right now. I think that they can do that. I think that they can do that in the future, but. As of right now, we got to take a short break right here on the Sports Fan. On the other side, we'll go over to the NFC side right before. Uh, of course, we've got the Cincinnati Reds coming at 745 as well later today as it's the Reds against the Cubs. But it's a break. We'll be right back. It's 970, 97.1 FM, WATH. In today's world, the last thing you need is a broken cell phone. If you've got equipment in need of repair, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair is here to help. Athens Electronic Repair services all brands of electronics, cell phones, tablets, game systems, and more. Plus, during the health crisis, Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair offers home pickup and delivery and a contact-free drop-off kiosk outside the store. Don't work from home with a busted computer? Call Athens Cell Phone and Electronic Repair at 740-590-1676 or visit the shop at 386 Richland Avenue, Athens. We 
espouse a home-based model because uh, really it allows us to get to know the client and the situations that they live in and their family dynamics much better. Our mission is about bringing the best to the table and helping people to find what their best is. Integrator will walk beside that individual and that family to provide stability and safety. In association with Gruiser Realty and Building, Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. Larry Conrath, he sells houses. 5913015. What was that number again? I said 5913015. Good work takes hard work. Acre after acre, year after year, since 1916, durable, gravely tractors, mowers, and equipment are still working hard. Since 1948, Gravely has been working hard at Wakefield Garage, located one mile east of Albany. See the line of zero turns, stand on, walk behind mowers, and get your next hardworking, extremely durable Gravely at Wakefield Garage. Wakefield's also has complete service on riding and push mowers and blade sharpening. Wakefield Garage, 3747 and Low Road, 740-593-3815. Gravely Equipment, built around you. We believe you should feel safe and comfortable while managing your health care needs. That's why we've put all the tools you need right at your fingertips in the Ohio Health app. Use it to refill prescriptions, access your medical records, and learn more about our telehealth video visits, all without leaving the safety and comfort of your home. Download our app today at ohiohealth.com slash mobile app. Have you heard of Project Rise? Are you a parent in Athens, Meigs, Perry, or Vinton counties? We provide internships, job shadowing, work study, transition planning, and graduation coaching. All students and parents have free access to these resources. For more information, please find us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. There are numerous free events and resources that you need to know about. Act now. Project Rise will help you with your future after high school. Follow us on Facebook at AMESC Project Rise. From concrete to roofing to siding and windows, J&K Contracting has you covered from the ground up. Whether it's a room addition, a complete home build, or your commercial projects, let the professionals at J&K be of service from groundbreaking to completion. And don't forget they accept all major credit cards. They even have free seamless gutters with every complete roof installation. Don't hesitate to call J&K Contracting at 740-698-3521 for a free estimate. You are listening to The Sports Fan on 970 WATH. And back inside the studios right off of Columbus Road. This is The Sports Fan on 970 97.1 FM WATH. Mills the mic alongside Joey Madour. They got a little bit of the program left to go, and we'll have to rapid fire the NFC side of the ball here. But for the NFC, we're going through our NFL predictions today as, of course, it is the start of the NFL season Later on tonight with the Chiefs and the Texans going at it. Uh, of course, it should be a good game, a fun game, two entertaining quarterbacks uh, later on tonight. And then, of course, around 4 o'clock on Sunday, you can hear that Bengal game right here uh, on WATH. Uh, but as we take a look at the AFC, or the NFC this time, uh, let's take a look. We'll, we'll go to the South, right? Because a big story out of the South this year is going to be you know, what does Tom Brady do under a new coach? Was it Belichick? Was it Brady? I think it's going to be a successful year for the Buccaneers. You're not going to have a quarterback who's going to have a 30-30 season. And, of course, I'm talking about, you know, Jameis Winston throwing 30 picks and the, uh, you know, the, the 30 touchdowns. 
But either way, it's going to be, uh, I think, a better improvement out of the Buccaneers. I just don't think they're going to have enough to beat the Saints. I think that Drew Brees and the Saints are going to win the division, NFC South. I got Saints 1, Bucks 2, uh, 3 for the Falcons, and 4 for the Panthers. Panthers are moving on from uh, you know their quarterback in Cam Newton. Uh, I think there's a little bit of a transition year. I think the Panthers will still have to rebuild and get better uh, for the future. But I got Panthers 4, Falcons 3, Buccaneers 2. Saints won. Yeah, we agree. Uh, I got two playoff teams here: the Saints, Bucks. Saints at thirteen and three; they'll be the best team in the NFC. Bucks twelve and four get a wild card spot. Falcons seven and nine. Panthers six and ten. Look, there's too much talent around Brady. No matter how uh, much of he might be a different quarterback than he used to be, like five years ago, but there's just so much talent on that offense for them to be bad. So I think they're going to go twelve and four. The Saints will go thirteen and three because uh, you know they're just still so talented. Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, Drew Brees coming in it sounds like he's you know running out of years so he's going to want to push for that second super bowl title so i think the saints and bucks will both make the postseason on to the nfc north uh this one's a little bit interesting i don't know who's going to be at the bottom here but i'll, I'll start from bottom to top uh, i got the bears finishing last i don't think that trubitsky is going to be you know the quarterback that can lead chicago uh in the future you have nick Foles, who did a tremendous job with uh, the Eagles, when he had his time there, his time to shine, uh, he got injured, didn't really have a chance with Jacksonville, uh, but doesn't have a chance with the Bears. Uh, Trubitsky just was not a good quarterback last year, and you can't judge what he did last year on this year. I know it's a different year, but I think that it's not going to be, uh, again, it's not going to be a successful year for Trubitsky. I got the Bears last. I think I trust Matt Stafford a little bit more with the Lions. I think the Lions are going to be uh, third Vikings second with Cousins, and, of course, the Packers number one with Aaron Rodgers. I think Rodgers is still, he's got enough in the tank. He can still win. Packers still have a good team, and we'll see what they do. But Packers one, Vikings two, Lions three, Bears four. Uh, well, we flip-flop the Bears and Lions. I don't think Stafford and the Lions just have anything, really, that will threaten anybody. Three and 13, I got them at the bottom. Bears, I can't believe they're going with Trubisky after trading for Foles. It makes no sense to me. I don't know why they're still riding this Trubisky train. I think you've seen what he is in his first few years starting. Uh, I got them going 5-11. Vikings, still got the solid defense. Not sure. Losing Stephon Diggs, I think that will create a hole in the offense. And uh, losing Stefanski, the play caller, we'll see how that affects them. They'll have a winning record at 9-7. and seven. Not good enough to make the playoffs in this NFC, though. Packers with Rodgers, 11-5. I think you put a little bit of a chip on his shoulder by drafting a quarterback, and I think I want to prove that. Uh, Aaron Jones, great talent. They got some guys on the outside, and, and Devontae Adams and others. So I got the Packers winning the NFC North at 11-5. NFC East, uh, as we move on here, I think the Eagles are going to beat out the Cowboys. I still like Carson Wentz over Dak Prescott. I got Eagles 1, Cowboys at 2, because I think uh, Cowboys are still very talented. Uh, they got a new coach this year, and um, you know the uh, the old Packer coach. Whoa, I can't remember his McCarthy. name. McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy, Mike McCarthy. Uh, you got McCarthy there. I think he's still going to have a, a couple good years left in coaching. Uh, I think the Cowboys are going to take second. Uh, Giants, third. Uh, finished third last year, and you got the uh, the Washington football team in fourth. Uh, Washington's got to show you something before they, they move up on this list. Uh, I, I got the Giants. I think Daniel Jones is going to improve on what he did last year to this year, especially uh, under uh, Joe Judge, the new coach for the Giants, a coach under uh, the uh, Belichick regime. But uh, Eagles 1, Cowboys 2, Giants 3, Washington 4. 
I think I like the Cowboys over the Eagles for the division at ten and six. Eagles nine and seven. Giants four and twelve. Redskins three and thirteen. Not much at the bottom of the division there. But the Cowboys have so much talent on their team this year, and I think it supersedes what the Eagles have talent-wise on their roster. And Dak will be playing for a big contract since he was franchise tagged. So you're going to get another fiery season of Dak Prescott. It'll be just enough to edge out the Eagles by one game to win the NFC East. And to wrap up the NFL preview before the season starts tonight, the NFC West. And this is a team that really, I think, exceeded expectations last year. They did a, a great job. Uh, you know, just going out there winning games. I mean, they were undefeated for the longest time, but the 49ers got to be number one. I think the Seahawks improved in the offseason. They'll make the postseason this year. They're going to be number two, uh, three, and four. You can flip them, but I'm going to go with an upset pick here. I'll go with the Cardinals and Kyler Murray over, uh, you know, Goff and the Rams. Uh, Sean McVay is going to be a little bit of trouble this year if he doesn't win games, but I still have the Rams at fourth. Uh, 49ers 1, Seahawks 2, Cardinals 3, Rams 4. I disagree. Three teams are coming out, uh, going to make the playoffs out of this uh, division this year. Niners and Seahawks for locks. They both go 12-4 and four due to a division record. I think the Niners will end up being the division winners, and we'll get to the home game. Seahawks will also go 12-4, and four, come up in second. We'll have a wild card spot. I think the Rams are still a really good team. Uh, just re-signed Jalen Ramsey. Jared Goff has something to prove. They got a new young running back in Cam Akers to take over for Todd Gurley, which they were really missing in their offense last year. Cam Akers out of Florida State, really successful college career. They're going to go 10-6 and six and get that uh, that last wild card spot. And then uh, they got the Cardinals. It'll be an improved team with DeAndre Hopkins, but still just not enough firepower on the offense. Kyle Murray will take another step forward, but uh, then they'll win more games than they did last year when it was just five. But they'll go 7-9 because they're in a really good division. And uh, they still need one more year, I think, to, to really grow in uh, Cliff Kingsbury's system. Well, I mean, we got it right there. We fit it in the time. We've got the NFL preview coming up for this upcoming NFL season. Uh, of course, a big thanks to Trevor Stevens calling in at the beginning of the show. And for Joy Medora, this is Connor Mills signing off. We appreciate you listening in to the sports fan every day from 6 to 7 o'clock right here on the 97s at WATH. CBS News at the top of the hour comes next. As it is, Cincinnati Reds, 745. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you tomorrow right before Athens Bulldog football hits the airwaves right here. Athens Marietta tomorrow, Trimble Belpre over on XTQ.